Quiet, please. It is time to listen. A sexy and hysterical genius is about to speak. This is unwavering. Toxic masculinity from the dude's den. And your show, rooted in God, family, country. You know what time it is? Unwavering. Toxic masculinity from the dude's den. I'm your host, Kevo. Welcome. Hope you're well. I hope wherever you are, however you're listening, whatever you're doing, all that good stuff. I hope you're the best at it. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're healthy. Uh, as, as healthy as you can humanly be, as happy as you can humanly be, God bless you. God bless your family. Uh, let's get right into it. Before we get started, how about a word from our sponsor, the guys over at RHTC. Let's go. RHTC is a national leader in construction and industrial-based training. Right here in Western Louisiana, we offer CCO prep courses in all variations of mobile crane as well as tower crane, lattice boom crawler, articulating boom crane and loader, rigging level 1 and 2, signal person, and, coming soon, telehandler or extender reach forklift prep classes. So whether a new career for you, the individual, or needing training for your entire crew, call us at 318-330-9000 or find us at rhtcinc.com again 318-330-9000 or find us at rhtcinc.com god bless and thank you to our friends over at rhtc cannot do it without you thank you for supporting us as i say every every show you know sometimes people say i, I say things that are uh, uh controversial they're not they're not they're rooted in a ton of common sense and they're pretty practical so appreciate it thank you so much uh Cannot do it without you guys. So let's get started. Um, so the outbreak of the COVID nineteen pandemic in the early twenty in early twenty twenty, it led to unprecedented global responses. It led to widespread lockdowns, restrictions on businesses, and all around just movement. While these measures were essential, right, quote unquote essential, they were essential to control the spread of the virus and save lives. They had a profound negative consequence on both mental health and small business. So what I want to do in this opener is shed a little light on the detrimental impact of these COVID-19 lockdowns on these two critical aspects of society, okay? So first off, the impact on mental health. The psychological toll of the pandemic and the subsequent, you know, mandatory lockdowns cannot be underestimated. Isolation, uncertainty, fear became a new normal for millions around the world. The abrupt disruption of daily routine, separation from loved ones, and the constant barrage of distressing news led to heightened levels of anxiety, depression, and something that only, not all of us talk about a lot, and that's loneliness. There were people that have never experienced loneliness that felt it, that felt it hard. Studies have shown that rates of anxiety and depression symptoms increased dramatically during these lockdowns. For vulnerable populations, individuals with pre-existing mental health conditions, the lockdowns exasperated their struggles. The lack of access to in-person therapy Closure of support groups, limited social interactions, 
deprive them of crucial, and this is important, coping mechanisms, right? We don't look at going out, going to church, going to a restaurant, going to a movie. Those are coping mechanisms. People use that to unwind. They use those things to decompress. They didn't have them. Didn't have them. So, what's crazy is the lack of access to those, those, those coping mechanisms became a problem. Moreover, the economic downturn triggered by the pandemic added hella financial stress to people, which further contributed to a deteriorating mental health, guys, and a vicious cycle emerged, right? Mental health decline, so did the ability to cope. Mental health decline, the ability to cope got worse. Mental health decline got worse because it drew on longer. The news was worse. Everything was bad, and this just got worse and worse and worse. Until finally, boom. Some people couldn't take it anymore. Some people could not take it. The impact it had on small business. The economic fallout of the COVID-19 lockdowns disproportionately affected small business. Forced closures, reduced customer traffic, supply chain disruptions dealt a severe blow to survival of small businesses. Many small businesses operate on tight profit margins, leaving them particularly vulnerable to even minor fluctuations in revenue. The extended closures caused significant revenue loss, pushing many small businesses not to the brink of closure, but pushing them to closure. Job losses resulting from these closures added to the overall economic distress. Employees who lost their jobs faced financial instability, further intensifying stress and anxiety amongst individuals, and then it poured out into families. People couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't turn the TV on without hearing about how bad it was. We're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. So it just made stress worse and worse and worse. Job losses. Terrible. Employees who lost their jobs. Instability. The closure of small businesses also led to a loss of community identity. A decline in local economics. Businesses often contribute to the unique character of neighborhoods and provide essential services, making their closures even worse, even worse on people. Now, when you connect the two, the relationship between mental health and small business is symbiotic. Small business owners not only bear the financial burden of closures, but also experience the emotional toll of watching their life's work crumble. Many invested their life savings, time, passion into building these enterprises, making their collapse a deeply personal loss. The stress of keeping the business afloat while adapting to new health and safety protocols, it messed with people's heads. You got people left and right on social media. Now, you're a murderer. You're this. You don't wear a mask. You're murdering people. You do. do. I mean, it, there was no win for nobody. No win. Conversely, these businesses also play a role in supporting mental health. We talked about it a minute ago. The, the sense of community, familiarity, and social interaction. See, people use small business 
to get out and decompress. They go shopping. They go out to dinner. They go play pool. They go to church. And they use those locations, those businesses. They spend money there, and they unwind. We're not allowed to do that. Their closure removed opportunities for interaction, making that feeling of loneliness we talked about earlier even worse. The COVID-19 lockdowns had far-reaching consequences beyond the immediate public health crisis. The toll on mental health of small businesses cannot be ignored, nor can it really be outweighed. It can't be. The isolation, uncertainty, economic challenges stemming from lockdowns led to heightened levels of anxiety, depression, financial strain. Small businesses are often the heartbeats of communities. They faced closures. They did close. They had revenue losses. They had zero revenue. They had job cuts. All contributing to a decline in local economies and communities lost their identity. So here's the deal. As we begin to navigate through this quote-unquote second surge of this COVID strand that's going to be so powerful, right? It's essential to recognize this. Some of us are not doing this again. Some of us are willing to stand our ground and tell you, no thank you. Some of us are willing to pay whatever price you deem that we have to pay. When I say you, I mean, you know, the government that works for us. Those people that work for us. See, I'm not interested in what you think I should do. I'm not interested in what ideas you have because you have proven that your ideas are shit. They are useless. Masks help no one. The vaccination helped no one. We're not interested anymore in what you think we ought to do. What we're interested in is you reaching down in your pants, making sure you have a pair, and standing by us and supporting us. That is what we're interested in. Uh, you want our vote? Huh? You want us to, to, to support you? Reach down in your pants. See that you have a pair and support us. Do not try to shut us down. Do not try to tell us that you know what's best. You have no idea what we need. Anybody that gets paid, no matter what happens, has no idea what we need, what challenges we face, what challenges are ahead of us, and what we should do about said challenges. So, in the event that you decide, your governor, mayor, state rep, uh, whatever, city council members, what police, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. Congressmen, senators, whatever you are. In the event, that you decide you think you know what's best for us, let me remind you, you don't have a clue. 
You have zero clue. You have no idea what you caused the last time. I have not heard one single politician say, hey, uh, look, I, I supported this. I pushed for masks. I pushed for this vaccination. It didn't work. We were wrong. Not one. Not one. So nobody is interested in hearing anything you have to say. Now is the time. Now is the time for you to reach down, make sure you got a pair, and support us. Stand by us. Stand with us. And remember, you work for us. Not the other way around. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to let my family do it. Whatever it takes. If I'm the only one. Only one that gets arrested for walking through Walmart without wearing a mask. Or, 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 or walking through the airport without wearing it. Then so be it. I'm not doing it. Fair. You know. You know where we stand you know where I stand. I hope you're willing to jump on board with me. I ain't doing it. And now as we move on from uh, that to something else that I think kind of kind of perfectly plays in here is we know, I think I know, that liberals, leftists, and modern-day quote-unquote Democrats, uh, they're going to appreciate this. They're going to enjoy this. It's going to be those people... Now, I'm not saying voters. That's not, I'm not saying uh, uh, necessarily American, you know, uh, citizens. I'm talking about the 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 you know, the lawmakers, if you will, the politicians. It's going to be them pushing for masks. It's going to be them pushing for lockdowns. It's going to be these people. So, uh, not doing it, but they're going to appreciate this. All right. Uh, so, a new study finds that Google favors Democratic campaigns and buries conservative websites. New study from Media Research Center. This is courtesy of uh, uh, Dave Mar- David Marcus over at the Daily Wire. Love Daily Wire. Great. Uh, across the board news. Not, play, not pulling no punches to anybody. Okay. Um, so a new study from Media Research Center, MRC, just shows how biased Google search results are when it comes to the world politics. By typing in just one query, Presidential campaign websites. Google returned only Democratic Party candidates, some of which are not even running in 2024. Think about that. It returned search results for people not even running in 2024. A notable Democrat does not appear is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Does not appear. Doesn't appear on, on, on the first page. No conservative Republican candidate appeared on the first page of results, even though the search was conducted. I'm mean, sorry, even though the search was conducted the day before the first GOP debate, a time when Americans are looking to the internet for more clarity on candidates. The results of the analysis would almost be funny. It would. It'd almost be funny. The problem is, is they're a threat. You don't think that's a threat to democracy? It is. Not surprisingly, Joe Biden's campaign pops up first. But after that, 
Marianne Williamson, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. Really? You shitting me, right? Sorry, I said a bad word. They're not even running. See, this is what you're telling me. There's no bias out there in the media. It's not just it's just coincidence. No, it's not. No, it's not. Unbelievable. Research was done using a clean algorithm that is not impacted by prior searches or cookies. So what we are seeing is Google's baseline for search results. And it clearly shows that while Americans expect Google to act as a neutral resource, it's anything but that. MRC's vice president for free speech, Dan Schneider, put it this way. Google has erased every threat to Joe Biden. We know that Google pulled out all the stops to put Hillary Clinton in the White House. They have continued to interfere in our elections ever since. Compared to social media platforms, it is harder to document what Google does in secret. But we at MRC Free Speech America, call them red-handed again. Not a word about this. Not a word. Nobody. CNN, not carrying it. MSNBC, not carrying it. Uh, nobody. CBS, nope, nope, nope. This isn't the first time. Back in October 2020, MRC found Google's thumb on the scale in search results leading up to the midterm election. And wouldn't you know, then as now, stifling speech went only one direction, and it went against conservative voices. According to Schneider, Google has consistently stood apart from all these search engines and not in a good way. We have repeatedly seen Google and big tech social media platforms treat conservative Republican candidates harshly compared to their Democrat opponents. Now listen, I am nobody. I'm nobody. Facebook has shadow banned me. I can't make a a post on Facebook about anything. Two people see it. Four people see it. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's disgusting. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. You can't have a clear voice. Can't have it. According to Open Secrets, 88% of political donations from Google employees go to Democrats. So 88% of political donations from Google employees go to Democrats. Wow. Uh, So should we really be surprised when the product they push is a liberal agenda we're not. I'm not shocked, but it's a problem. It should also come as no surprise that uh, Democrats in Congress have opposed all, almost any investigation into or legislation targeting big tech political bias. After all, it's shit's working in their benefit. Why would we mess that up? Uh, over 90% of the world uses Google as its primary search engine, so how can voters be properly informed on candidates? Huh? How can we say this is all done fairly? Anybody? Anybody? Nothing? I didn't think so. Uh, well, what needs to happen is, honestly, it, man, this is, you need Congress to act on something. But I am so sick and tired of having to get a congressional committee together and an oversight committee and all those words. All to get a fair shake. That's all this is about. We're not going to get it. It's too far gone. Too far gone. It is what it is now, guys. But the way I see it, a lot of people out there right now could give a shit less about the stifling of free speech. 
because oh, I don't want to be involved. It makes me uncomfortable to talk about this. Is my Netflix working? That's all people care about. That's all they care about. They didn't give a shit about anything else. But I tell you what, if you're a conservative and you throw your hands up on this issue, you're in trouble. We're in trouble. You cannot do that. We got to do something, guys. Um, so, for better or worse, though, Big Tech, Google in particular, is now the gatekeeper of all information. Like it? We ain't got no choice but to like it. No choice. They hold the key to the gate where you go in and you get what you need and you freely get it. You get to talk about it. You get to to research it, you know, just unbiased. Nope, not anymore. Can't do it. Google is going to give you the information they want to give you. That's it. That's what you're going to get. Nothing more. Nope. Nope, nope. They're going to give you what they want you to have. The bias is real. It's been proven. And it doesn't matter whether by the hand of the industry or the government, something has to happen. But I can tell you, we're not going to be able to count on those other those two entities I just called out to do shit. We're not. We're just screwed. So there's to it. We are screwed, blued, tattooed, all that good stuff. Now, so while they're talking about COVID lockdowns, why Google is stifling free speech, not getting us information that we need, the American Medical Association uh, had a journal entry And that journal entry argued that taxpayers should fund uterus transplants for trans-identified males. No shit. This is happening. This is what they're talking about. The American Medical Association, a peer-reviewed article published in the American Medical Association Journal of Ethics, AMA, believes that taxpayers should be on the hook for the cost associated with giving uterus transplants to males who identify as transgender women. I am not shitting you. This is happening. We cannot get an unbiased viewpoint on Google. Everything's biased. Everything. The American Medical Association is telling you that taxpayers ought to fund uterus transplants. The publication suggests that it's unlikely all people interested in uterus transplants have the same standing when it comes to federal subsidies. The article attempts to make the argument for providing financial support to members of the trans community interested in UTX. Now, now, now here's the problem that uh, the American Medical Association has to understand. Okay. Is... <clears throat> It's unlikely that all people interested in saving their life, you know, from cancer have the same standing. It's unlikely that people who get in car wrecks are of the same standing. You know, it's unlikely that people that lost their jobs, businesses, and sanity during all these mandatory COVID lockdowns, pretty certain they're not all equal 
in standings. Where you at for them? Where you at for those people? You're not anywhere for those people. You're not. Because the administration that funds you could give a shit less about those people. Could care less about those people. Does not matter. Those people, some of them could be conservative. And by God, we cannot give our money we cannot make we, we got to make sure taxpayer money does not go to conservatives for anything. That's basically what the American Medical Association saying. Because that's what the administration saying. This is This is unbelievable. Taxpayer dollars. My money. My money. Me and countless others lost businesses. Nothing. Nothing. Crickets. But let's pay for this. Really? See, you're wondering why we're having the culture war we're having. Here's why right here. Here's why. And then people go, well, they quit reading this stuff. Oh, so just let it happen. See, what's happening right now is just like the Google thing. It is so biased. It is so biased. It is so one-sided. And there's nothing we can do about it. Nothing. What do you want to do? Tell me what you want to do. Tell me what you suggest. Don't tell me to quit reading it. I refuse to bury my head in the sand. I refuse to be a coward and not stand up for something. I got Facebook shadow banning me. I'm trying something. Trying something, guys. What are you trying? What are you doing? You think that's okay? You think that's okay? And I'm not talking to everybody that's listening. I'm not preaching to you. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm really not. But there are some out there listening that, that, that are going to say, well, you, well, just quit reading this stuff. It may if it aggravates you, it upsets you, get you all riled up. It's not worth it. Yes, it is worth it. What I'm saying is what really aggravates me is it should be worth it to a lot of people. We should not allow our politicians to even consider the shit. And and I know it's just an article in the AMA. That's where it starts, guys. That's where it starts. Everything started as an idea. I've said this before, I'll say it again. All movements in the history of movements all started with one person. That's all it takes. It's one person. See, only this movement, Google's going to talk about it. Google's going to publish it. Google's going to promote it. Not ours. So we got to figure out a way to do something different. We have got to figure out a way to be heard. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm trying to figure that out now. I honestly, 
thought about doing a Facebook Live, but I believe if I do that, it's not going to send notification to people. It will not send notification to people that I have, that, that I'm going live. I'm very curious. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do this as a social experiment. Okay? Social experiment. We're going to see what happens. I'm going to go live on Facebook. I'm going to see what happens. We're going to see what happens. But anyway, uh, in the meantime, uh, in case you're wondering, the AMA says, hey, we should pay for these uterus transplants. Let's, let's, uh, let's, get, let's see how much they cost. Let's see. Uh, highlighting Swedish researchers involved in successful womb transplants that result in live births. Holy shit. The article points out that the cost of the procedure in the United States would range from $100,000 to $300,000. This is great, man. Great stuff here. In the United States, the costs of UTX have been estimated to run uh, between 100000 and 300000 and these 432 org costs are typically paid by institutions themselves or through research grants supporting clinical trials. That's awesome, man. Artificial wombs. Playing God. I love it. Let's do it. Right, what could go wrong? What? If... <laughs> What could go wrong here? Let's do it, guys. Hell yeah. Let's fund it up. Fund it up. Let's just see what happens. I'm obviously being facetious. That's a lot could go wrong, okay? I wouldn't do that. I would be careful. I'd be very, very, very careful what I wished for. Just saying. You don't need to play God. Whether you, look, some of you don't believe. You're not believers. You believe that all this is just is what it is, and things are coincidence, and the earth just spontaneous combustion, and all that good stuff. And that's fine. Whatever. I don't never force anything on you. It is what it is. However, you're wrong, and that's okay. It's okay. You're wrong a lot, probably. Uh, but the fact is, uh, God's not gonna like. God's not 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 gonna like this kind of stuff. There's going to be repercussions. Uh, there's going to be a wrath uh, imposed upon you. Not going to be good, I'm telling you. I believe that with child molesters, pedophiles, rapists. Hmm? I believe that. So, you know, if you want to keep doing this shit, it's your funeral. But I'm telling you, uh, taxpayer dollars. Taxpayer dot. Vaginas. Vagina transplants. This is happening. This is happening. Who Lord, we are in trouble. So now, on to this. Uh, this ought to make you happy to hear, right? A high schooler in Virginia, a teenager, was told to remove two large American flags from his truck if he wanted to park in the school lot. So he left school to be homeschooled instead. Officials at Staunton River High School in Bedford County, Virginia, warned Christopher Hartless take his flags down. He claimed they told him the flags were a distraction. When he refused, they reportedly took away his parking pass. If he continued to fly them, rather than ride the bus to school, Hartless simply decided, eh, I'll try homeschooling. Forget it. My family fought for America, and I feel like I should be able to represent the flag 
that they fought for in the country that we live in, too, by the way. I don't understand how it's distracting. If they have one of the flagpole that every other student can see. His stepmother, Christina Kingery, chimed in. I told my son, if this is what he's believing in, then we are both going to stand behind him all the way. If they're willing to change and let kids want to fly the American flags, then I'll put him back in Staunton River. And if they don't choose to let him fly the flag, then we won't put him back in there. Simple enough, guys. Simple enough. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy to think this is a thing. This is a thing. Uh, The student parking contract, which has been used by all three of our high schools for many years, states, large flags or banners are not allowed to be flown or displayed on vehicles due to their distractive nature. Please be assured that we proudly fly the American flag throughout the school and the Pledge of Allegiance recited every morning. The National D-Day Memorial uh, also resides in Bedford County to honor the American GIs who helped invade France and Normandy in June 6, 1944. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. Would they do the same if you flew a pride flag? I'm just wondering. I don't know. I don't, that's a legitimate question. That's, that's for real. I wonder if they would do the same. I wonder if they would have the same approach to that young person. If they flew the pride flag and say, hey, I'm not getting rid of this. This is I, I'm doing this. I'm just wondering if they would be like, hey, uh, yeah, we ain't saying nothing to them. I, I bet you, I, I have a feeling, I have a feeling that's how they would be. 100%. No, there's no way they would stand up to that person and say, hey, you can't do this. No, 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 no. All right, I, hey, I'm going to leave this with you. Uh, I'm going to leave you with this lastly, okay? Uh, list of things that should bother you is getting longer. I don't care who you are. A mother of three became the target of local progressive activists and was eventually fired from her job after speaking out at a California school board meeting. She voiced her concerns over the LGBT curriculum for kids. Janet Robertson, though, is not deterred from speaking out, and she said she would do it again. I would do it again, Robertson told the Daily Wire. For me to lose a job is horrible and not okay, but I'd be willing to do it again, absolutely, to speak the truth and to stand for freedom and for what our Constitution stands for, 100%. Robertson was let go from her position as an independent contractor with Compass, a large real estate company based in New York. She was dismissed from the company by phone only 11 days after she spoke out at a Benicia Unified School District Board meeting. Children are asked to identify their pronouns. This is now part of a 10-year-old curriculum, Robertson told the school board on April 20th. We're alarmed that gender identity is being discussed in math classes. This takes time from core learning. It does not benefit students or our community. Teaching kids there's, there isn't any standard or truth, and you can believe anything you want to believe is not scientifically accurate or medically correct. For example, the notion that a girl can decide to be a boy, a boy can decide to be a girl is not true and should not be taught. Soon after voicing her concerns, she was met with backlash from local activists. Of course she was. Because the LGBT, they are the biggest bullies on the planet. I'm telling you. Uh, The activists, I mean. Uh, Two local papers published a letter complaining about her comments at the board meeting. There was a letter written to Compass from a woman named... So, she voices her opinion. 
Somebody writes a letter to employer. Yep. You can't voice your opinion. If you do, you're going to get a letter. Man, this is ridiculous. I hope you write a letter to my employer. Please do. Oh, do it. Do it. I want you to. Write a letter and tell them what a horrible, horrible person I am. And maybe they'll go back and listen to it and go, you're a moron. Because you are. Uh, that's That'd be the worst thing I said is you're a moron. Okay? Uh, but anyway, I just randomly got a call on May 1st. And, uh, well, Janet, call and say you can no longer do business as a compass agent. Yep. All because... All because, by God, you cannot speak out against the LGBTQ element of uh, Apple Dumpling Gang people. You can't do it. If you do it, they will have your ass. How dare you? Man. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Listen, uh... I'm not going to keep you much longer. This will be a shorter show, so I apologize. I'm pissed off about all this. I don't like it. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, we got to do something. Uh, what I'm hoping is you'll listen to this and then get motivated to uh, to stand up and get on board with me and not allow all this shit to keep happening. But there's strength in numbers, guys. We've got to have people get involved. But I think too many people are scared of being bullied, like this lady. Now, I, I, this lady wasn't scared. I'm, she was. I'm saying being bullied like this lady was. So whatever. I'm not gonna be. I don't care. It's okay. All right. Listen. Thank you to our sponsor, our friends over at RHTC. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, the, the sticking with us. Nothing I say is controversial. It's rooted in common sense, plus God, family, country. It's just the world's done turned into a shit show out there. But anyway. All right. Uh, until next time, guys. Uh, you know what show this is. Uh, it's rooted in God. It's rooted in family. It's rooted in country. It's rooted in goodness. We love you. However you're listening out there, we appreciate it. We hope you're doing well. We hope you're healthy, happy, and, and by God, uh, staying safe. And please, remember, do not comply with this COVID stuff. Don't do it. Do not do it. I'm begging you. Till next time, let's stand together, unwavering. Toxic masculinity from the dude's den. I'm Kevo. See you later.